Day with the King is a 3ABN Australia television production developed to lead children through a study of the Bible and to grow in their understanding and love for God. We invite you to download your weekly study guide at adaywiththeking.com. So come on kids, join us now and each week for A Day with the King. joining us again today to sing scripture songs. If you haven't joined us before, I'm Auntie Rosemary. Max, Auntie Diane, Pastor James, Hannah and Uncle Finney are also here to help you learn the songs. The easiest way for most people to memorize scripture is by putting it to music. If you would like to send us an email to say how much you are enjoying these scripture songs, we would love to hear from you. Email us at dwk at 3abnaustralia.org.au We look forward to receiving your emails soon. If I'm feeling sad or down, I find the next song really lifts me up again. It is from Psalm 116 verses 1, 2, 4, 12 and 13. It begins with the happy words, I love the Lord. And the tune is happy too. So sing this one with us. People know about Philippians 4.8, but they couldn't tell you exactly what it says. The easiest way to learn it is by putting it to music. So sing with us and you will know the kind of things that God wants us to put in our minds. Things are 
next song from John 14, verse 18, and chapter 16, verse 33, is an easy one to learn because it is short and repeated three times. In this scripture song, Jesus promises that he will never leave us without help and comfort in this world. Sing it with us. that if we confess our sins, believing that Jesus' blood cleanses them away, God will forgive us. Let's sing about God's forgiveness in 1 John 1 verse 9 and chapter 2 verse 1.
be afraid because God is with us to help us and strengthen us. That's the theme of our next Bible song, Isaiah 41 verse 10. This is an easy and good verse to learn if you are ever afraid. Let's sing it once. be able to learn the next Bible song very quickly because the tune is repeated a number of times. It is from Jeremiah 29 verses 13, 14 and part of verse 11. It tells us that God wants us to look for him and he promises that if we do, we will find him. We call it, And You Shall Seek Me. for singing with us. After this short break, you can join the A Day with the King Bible study. Meanwhile, see you next time as we sing more of the Bible together. Bye. Come on, everyone. Come and join our Bible study.
Hello, everyone. I'm Uncle Daniel. We have another special meeting with the King during our Bible study time, and we have lots of amazing things to talk about. Today, we'll talk about secrets. Who here likes to find out secrets, things that you haven't known before? Me. Well, today we are learning about the best secrets of all, God's secrets. And we are learning about some special people whom God trusts with special secrets. I definitely think we need God's help today. Nadava, could you please pray for us? Dear God, thank you for sharing your secrets with us. Please help us to understand what you share with us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Nadava. Do you remember the story of Jacob? His story helps us understand things about God's secrets. Jacob had lied and stolen the birthright from his brother Esau. He had to run away because Esau was very angry. Jacob felt so lonely he had sinned against God. As Jacob lay down to sleep on the ground, he suddenly had the most amazing dream. He dreamed of a ladder that reached all the way up to heaven, up to God. And on the ladder, shining angels were going up and down, taking messages from God to people and back again. When Jacob woke up, he felt so happy. The dream meant that God still loved him and was watching over him. Was Jacob's dream only for him? Elkan, can you read Romans 15 verse 4? It tells us who the things were written in the Bible for. For whatever things were written before were written for our learning, that we through the patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. The things in the Bible were written for our learning. So this dream has a message for us. Have you ever thought that we are all like Jacob? Every person living on earth has been separated from God by sin. Jacob's dream was recorded to give us all hope. It shows us that God, what God has done to reconnect us with himself. Let's learn more about that. When God first made the world, everything showed exactly what he is like. Psalm 19 verse 1 is a Bible verse that tells us just about that. Oyun, could you read that for us, please? The heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows his handiwork. At first, Adam and Eve could learn just what God is like by studying the beautiful things he had made. And what happened every evening while they were living in the Garden of Eden? Esther, could you read that for us in Genesis 3 verse 8, just the first part? And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Adam and Eve could learn about God through his works. They could also get to know God by speaking with him in person. But all this changed when Adam and Eve committed that first sin. What did God say would happen if anyone who had sinned saw his face? Leon, could you read Exodus 33 verse 20? But he said, you cannot see my face, for no man shall see me but li and live. After Adam and Eve sinned, God couldn't talk to people face to face anymore, and nature had been spoiled by sin. Weeds grow, plants die, and animals hurt and kill each other. We learned in our last study 
that God had made a wonderful plan so that we could escape from sin. But God needed to tell people about it. And how could he do that when he couldn't speak to it to them? Jacob's dream gives us the answer. In his dream, Jacob saw a ladder, something that connected back to God. Who is it that connects us back with God? Well, John 14 verse 6 tells us that. And Tamia, could you read that for us? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Isn't that wonderful? When God the Father could no longer talk with the people face to face, he had another way to communicate with us. From the time Adam and Eve sinned to when Jesus actually came to earth, Jesus has been drawing us back to God. He not only told us about the plan, but he is the plan. Our torchlight from Patriarchs and Prophets, page 366, tells us more about that. Nadava, could you read that for us? Not alone at the Saviour's advent, but through all the ages after the fall and the promise of redemption, God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. Besides coming himself to tell people about the plan of salvation, Jesus also has other messengers that he sends. Let's learn about them. Elkan, can you read Hebrews 1 verse 14 for us? Are they not all ministering spirits, sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation? This verse is talking about angels. When Lucifer sinned and was cast out of heaven, two-thirds of the angels chose to stay faithful to God. Jesus sends these holy angels from heaven to do many things here on earth to help with the plan of salvation. That's why Jacob saw angels going up and down the ladder in his dream. But there is an even more special helper that Jesus sends. Oyun, could you read 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9 and 10, the beginning part of verse 10 for us. But it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, nor have entered into the hearts of men the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his Spirit. The Holy Spirit, the third member of the Godhead, helps us to receive and understand the messages from God the Father. Jesus, angels and the Holy Spirit are all heavenly messengers that help us understand the plan of salvation. But God also chose certain people to receive special messages. Amos 3 verse 7 tells us what these people are called. Esther, could you read that for us? Surely the Lord God does nothing unless he reveals his secret to his servants, the prophets. God's special messengers are called prophets. One reason the messages are sometimes called secrets is because it is information we can't figure out by ourselves. Because the Holy Spirit always helps prophets to receive these messages from God, being able to prophesy is called the gift of prophecy and the gift of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives many different gifts. Let's learn more about what prophets were like and why God chose them to receive his messages. Leon, could you read 2 Peter 1.21? For prophecy never came by the will of man, 
but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. This verse says prophets were holy men. Two of the earliest prophets were Enoch and Noah. The Bible says that both of them walked with God in everything they did, whether it was preaching or building or whatever, they loved and obeyed God. That is what it means to be holy. How did God tell the prophets his messages? He had some different ways. Some had a dream like Jacob. Many prophets were given visions, which is a little bit like a dream, except it happens when a person is awake. And sometimes God spoke directly to them. What did the prophets do when they received these revelations from God? Our memory verse for today, 1 Peter 1 verse 10 tells us. Let's say it together. Of this salvation, the prophets have inquired and searched carefully who prophesied of the grace that would come to you. Sometimes God's prophets had trouble understanding the revelations they received. Then they would pray for more understanding and study the scriptures, the things written by earlier prophets to find out what God had already revealed. You will remember Daniel. He is an example of a prophet who seriously prayed and studied God's word for more understanding and received the special revelations in answer to his prayer. The way God communicated with the prophets helps us understand more things about God. There are some things that only God can do, like the revelations he gave to the prophets through the Holy Spirit. But God has a part for us to do as well. In Isaiah 1 verse 18, God invites us to reason with him. God wants us to use our brains. If we pray and study his word earnestly, like the prophets in the Bible times did, asking the Holy Spirit to help us, he will help us to understand more about his wonderful plan to save us. Who would like to learn more about God's plan? Tamia, would you please pray for us? Dear Father, please help us to listen to the Holy Spirit and the loyal angels as they teach us more about you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, that brings our study about how God reveals his secrets to an end. But we've only just started discovering the secrets themselves. Don't forget to download the daily Bible study guide for this week from our website, www.adaywiththeking.com. Let us know how much you enjoy them. Don't miss our next study when we learn about a special prophet and the job God gave to his whole family. Until then, goodbye and God bless. Bye. Listening to a production of 3ABN Australia Television. God bless you, kids, and remember to join us next week. Compiled by Remnant Publications, the book Get Ready for a Miracle recounts true stories that prove that when we step out in faith, God displays His power in undeniable ways.
Here is our reader, Harold Harker. This story is entitled, The Right Fit. Matthew 6, 8 says, For your Father knows the things you have need of before you ask Him. I was rushing to the airport to catch a plane. When I turned in my rental car, I popped my GPS, which I use wherever I go, out of the suction cup that stuck it to the window. The rental car attendant came to the window and gave me my receipt. Running late for my flight, I rushed off. About the time I walked into the airport, I realised I had left the suction cup stuck to the window of my rental car. I would never catch my plane if I went back to get them. I knew I just had to say goodbye. Oh well, I told myself, but I still felt sad because I used my GPS a lot. It was an unusual model, so it wouldn't be easy to find a new holder for it. The next day, during worship at the church with our pastors, I mentioned that I'd left the suction cup for my GPS in my rental car. Of course, they'd never send it to me, I said. Our associate pastor spoke up. That is the strangest thing. Yesterday, I went to the Goodwill store and bought a suitcase for $2. The only thing in the suitcase was a suction cup for a GPS. What are the chances that would fit my model, I thought? The suction cup has to snap onto the GPS, so just any old holder won't work. Despite my doubts, when the associate pastor brought the holder to me the next day, it fit. What are the odds that my friend would buy a used suitcase and find a GPS holder inside? What are the odds that I'd even mention to him that I lost my suction cup? What are the odds that the one he had would happen to fit? It was one of those once in a million occurrences that God uses to show his love for me. A reflection on this comes from Desire of Ages, page 330. Our Heavenly Father has a thousand ways to provide for us of which we know nothing. Those who accept the one principle of making the service and honour of God supreme will find perplexities vanish and a plain path before their feet. This story, called The Right Fit, comes from Doug Batchelor. He's the speaker and director of Amazing Facts, a media ministry based in Roseville, California. His sermons are broadcast on TV and radio across the United States and internationally. Information can be found on the website amazingfacts.org.